Oh, hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation, episode number 24. Today, we're talking off flavors. Due to a technical difficulty, we don't have our normal intro, but I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nick and Lauren, for this episode. Stay tuned to hear some more. So what's going on in the local beer scene, guys? Well, the currently longest tenured brewery here in Greenville, Uptown Brewing Company, just had their fifth anniversary this past weekend. We didn't quite catch that before uh, our segment last week's episode. Oh yeah, we did miss it. We were a little bit No, Actually, it's kind of funny because you've got one of their first year anniversary pint glasses here that we got when we went in uh, January of 2018. So actually, they're... Their anniversary was in January, but I think the celebration was this past weekend, which is really cool. They, they, they've been, I guess they kind of opened right when I moved here or around the same time. They were freshly open or open just after I moved. Yeah. So that was, uh, they've been here since I've been in Greenville and, uh. They were only preceded by Trollingwood Brewing, which was around Dickinson, which is now no longer with us. R.I.P. R.I.P. But yeah, Uptown was a, a you know staple scene where we'd go yeah. hit up. It's located in Trivia. the Uptown District of Greenville <laughs> on Evan Street, right? You do trivia? Yeah, actually, that was when our, our buddy uh, Nick Harmer, who's now at Local Oak mm. worked there back yep. in the day. What else is going on? Spaceway in Rocky Ooh. Mount. Speaking of National Women's Day, that's a woman-owned brewery. Yes. What about woman at... All the way. <laughs> if you're listening, where are you at? <laughs> where are you at? <laughs> um, yeah, no, they just had a uh, an announcement. They're moving a tap room to the Rocky Mountain Mills area, which is great because that is already a teeming area of breweries with oh yeah, uh, Mythic and Hotfly, Koi Pond, Tarboro, Tarboro West. Um, plus, they've got uh, some restaurants there. It's just a it's, it's a nice little. Uh, Area, neighborhood, district, whatever oh, yeah. you want to call it. And I think it, it'll probably, I, I imagine they'll get a lot of sales mm-hmm. there too because people, where are people most likely to go? Where there's several breweries in one spot. And I think, yep. you know, before they were in Rocky Mount, but you kind of had to find them. Like you had to be on a mission to find them. Yeah. Especially because the first time we went there, it was in the art gallery and we we're like, yeah. wait, this is, it says it's here. Where is it? <laughs> yeah. And then we walked in and we're like, oh, there it is. But it was a cool experience, but it just was like, yeah. A little harder to find. And they have those tiny homes in Rocky Mountain. Oh, Mill. yeah. <laughs> that, I thought you were talking about Spaceway. Like, tiny <laughs> they homes? They got tiny homes. No, but you have no, another option to stay overnight. You know, so you can drink responsibly. But yeah, I'm super excited about that. I definitely want to check oh. that place out. It was... Yeah, hopefully they can get that up and going soon. Probably by the summer, it'd be nice to, to go back out there. I think they just kind of got to work on the, the renovation of the space there. It looks like it was maybe in the same building as Hotfly, um, where they've got some work, some retail, sp- or not retail, but like office spaces for rent. They've There's got like apartment apartments upstairs. Too. Yeah. Is it in that area to like the right where all the glass windows yeah, are? Yeah. That's what it looked like to me, but I could be wrong. So um, that'd be like almost like adjoining tap rooms. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Cause it's kind of that little atrium area in the hallway. It looks like from, I don't know if you've seen Oh yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. It's like. If you're going back toward those... By the bathrooms. Yeah, the bathrooms, the office spaces. There's like an upstairs and a downstairs and then the apartments above. So yeah, that'll be a really nice addition there. Um, They had a small 
tap room, like you mentioned, we, we've been there before. It was limited in seating, um, and then they had the art gallery adjacent, so um, this will give them some more space to uh, to kind of open up and grow. Yeah, for sure. And they make some really good beer, and it's, like I said, women-owned, so really... And they, they actually, I think we talked about them before, they were on a list, uh, oh, some magazine put out, it was like the top 25 or so uh, growing breweries in the U.S. Oh, yeah. That one made the list, uh, Spaceways, so... Plus, they make it on the map, too, when you're looking for uh, black-owned breweries, too, because mm-hmm. they're both women and black-owned breweries, so uh, definitely check them out, for sure. One of the few in the state, I think. So. Yeah, so they're um, they're making some big moves. and Paving the way. Yeah, and it's well-deserved for the quality of the beer that I've had. And I think... Uh, yeah, speaking of multiple breweries in one place, they're having the Brew Glue Festival in Raleigh. Brew Glue 2022 yeah. Glue. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I feel April like they missed an opportunity with that Brigaloo one. twenty two. Twenty two Galoo. Yeah, that uh we I don't know if we've ever made it to Brigaloo. No, um, we have not. They had to postpone it around COVID and then it ended up being a, a weekend that wasn't really feasible. This year, April twenty second, twenty third, downtown Raleigh. I don't know. I think you guys worked that weekend too, so it's it yeah. seems to be unfortunate timing, but I'd have to do a little switcheroo if possible, but we'll see. Yeah, 110 craft breweries there, um, all from around North Carolina. There's food trucks, there's bands, vendors. Um, they've got two different events. The Friday night kickoff is um, an evening event where it's got some limited releases. They're going to have some uh, offerings that won't be available on Saturday at the main uh, festival. But the main event is like an all afternoon evening event uh, downtown with the streets flooded with people, mm-hmm. tents, trucks, that kind of thing. It looks really cool. It's actually the second largest beer festival, craft beer festival anyway, in the US. In the US? And it's the Dang. largest in NC, of course, but it's the second biggest in the US. That. And it was voted number one best beer festival twice, two years in a row by USA Today. Hmm. So. Really seems like a, a well put together event. Um, shoplocalrally.org <laughs> if you're interested in getting tickets. Did you say by USA Today? I yeah. found that funny. Just like, because there was another stat that I quoted one point that was by USA Today. And I'm like, USA Today, the number one beer <laughs> news source. <laughs> yeah, what do they know about? <laughs> yeah. well, Good they... morning, America. <laughs> number one brewery rated by <laughs> Vogue Magazine. Popular Mechanics. <laughs> Um, yeah, so their block party on the Friday night um, is its own separate thing, separate ticket, and then the street fest is Saturday. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's coming up in, an a- in April, so a little, a little over a month from now. Brought to um, you by the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll be able to go to Friday. Post. I think BuzzFeed. <laughs> BuzzFeed. Honestly, I, I mean, I, I kind of trust BuzzFeed. They, they over, almost, yeah, over USA <laughs> Today. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not? Oh, so, yeah, man. that gives us kind of a little... Uh, Glimpse. We'll try to keep you guys updated with uh, local beer-related events and news and changes and whatnot. Um, Sometimes things pop up last minute, so by next week we might find something that we missed this week. Speaking of popping up, not really popping up, but my thirst is really popped with all the talk of this beer. A stretch there, but... I think it's time to crack a beer. Crack a beer. Speaking of BuzzFeed, I kind of want to get a buzz. So let's crack a beer. 
Speaking of BuzzFeed, I really want to feed my, feed my buzz. Speaking of USA Today. Speaking of USA Today. This is America today, and I'm drinking today. Today I want to drink. <laughs> well, speaking of the Wall Street Journal, can't argue. I don't have anything for that one. Uh, there's a wall. There's a street. There's yeah, journal about There's it. journal. Right down in my journal. Uh, for today's Cracking Up a Beer, we've got Falling Knife Brewing. Hidden Temple, and it's got actually a very nice. Gosh, what was the name of this game? Oh, uh, the Oregon Trail. No. Oregon Trail. <laughs> no, it was the one where the guy was going through the jungle and he'd swing on the vines and he'd not try to fall in the quicksand of the alligators. I want. I was saying like Bayou Billy, but that's not what it is. It's like, oh man, I can't believe I can't remember what the name of this is. But anyway, Hidden Temple gives us uh, some kickbacks to all you. Uh, 90s kids who watched Legends of the Hidden Temple. Nickelodeon games and sports. Games and yeah. sports. Well, I, we I, may I, have I, talked about this before, honestly. I feel I, like we have. Yeah, just recently, too. But it's... Uh, what in the name in the world is the name of this game? Lauren, check it out. Figure it out. All right. I'm looking. I'm trying to figure it Ooh, out. Ooh, wow. Oh, wow. That was a lot of crack. I'm while you're figuring that, that a out. That was a lot of crack. Yeah, it was. Still <laughs> do. And I also probably, like, max out the audio there. Yeah, so this is the second beer from Falling Knife that I picked up from Jarvis Street Bottle Shop here in Greenville. They're pretty new, uh, or not new in general, but new to Jarvis Street. Uh, I was talking to Lars there, and uh, he just started getting them in. And it's really cool. One of the neat things about their cans, adhesive label on the can actually comes with a free sticker as well um, yeah so you can peel off a, a sticker from the label itself and then adhere that to yeah, your, your water bottle like your laptop out. case you know wherever you put your stickers your beer fridge that's um, super unique I like yeah I, I obviously haven't peeled it because I don't know where I would put it yet and you only get one shot at it I, I think it probably comes off and then immediately needs to be stuck somewhere else but it's a neat feature because all these cans now that have the uh, you know adhesive or the wraps on them, you know, it's, why not use that to your advantage and have a, a neat little, uh, perk. It, 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 it catches your eye too. And, um, so the last one I had from there was also an IPA, but this is a, a hazy IPA with Azaka and Eldorado hops coming in at 7.3%. 7.3. Give me a little booze. Let's give it a, give it a smell here. Give it a little try. Lauren? Your gloss. It was a temple run. No, that was a stupid game for iPhone, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if that was... Was that influenced at all by... I know you're talking about, too. It's the swinging from the vines. Yeah, he had a whip, and he, like, cracked the whip, right? Thank you. Anyway. Thank you for uh, making stuff up. Let's... Yeah, this beer. Nice, uh... Peachy kind of a color. Mm-hmm. Uh, hazy is... I'll get out. Loosely bubbled, foamy head. How's it smell, Lauren? You just gave it a nice sniff. Pineapples? Yeah, fruity. Yeah, a lot of tropical fruit. Uh, to quote uh, Glass Animals, pineapples are in my head. <laughs> pineapples are in my head. Yeah, nobody. Got nobody because I'm brain dead. <laughs> Beautiful, Lauren. You're welcome. It's fascinating how class, Glass Animals just got such a boost because of... Uh, their, their current radio single, um, Heat Waves. Oh, yeah. Yes, it's now on, like, it's, Spotify's 
today's hits. I was like, I've been listening to this for a while now. The album's been out wow. for a while. So like, it's just been so. Why is it now popular? It I don't know. It just never Ooh, lost yeah. its steam. That is a. It's a good album, but I, I think I like the one, the Tangerine? last one better. Life, okay. um, life itself. They were like one of my Spotify top listens, like last year. I don't know. Hmm. How does it taste? What do you tell you tasting, Lauren? You're really into finding that beer. I'm tasting it. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't taste as it smells. No, it's a little bit lighter in flavor than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. still got like the, you know that typical juicy esque profile, but it's got a little bit of bitterness as well. Yeah, a little bit drying too. Um, I'm getting a bit of like a kind of like a white grape essence to it as well. And I don't know if that's maybe just like part of the pitfall astringency. Pitfall is the name of it. <laughs> pitfall. Ladies oh, and gentlemen, man. we got it. It's okay, one of those things I, I didn't know. even find it online. It just popped in but, my head. Okay, because I've seriously been searching and... Son of a... I'm like, he falls in pits with alligators. It's a game where falls you, in... you hope you don't fall into a pit. And you don't ah. fall into a pit. Son of a... Fall pit. No, pit. Uh, no that's not it. Wow. Swimmy, um, swami, swen, Samsonite. <laughs> well, my Pitfall. work here is done. I no longer have to What search. was that for? I was Googling like Atari. Uh, Sega? Yeah. Like, well, no, it's, it's, it's probably been predated Sega. It was Atari. Atari. And it was also on SNES, but it was the Mine Adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's for sure. It, like the alligators are on... Like the can, like just like it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Dang, son. Can't believe it took me that long. Yeah, can I thing. have the can? I just want to see it real quick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to the tasting. So yeah, bitter. I think is um, mm. from what I'm reading about the Azaka hops, actually is Ooh, one of the most uh, common uses of that hop variety is for the bittering prince or properties. Uh, but it also just contribute that like pineapple kind of tropical juicy mm-hmm. flavor as well. Yeah, I did a little bit of reading about the Azaka hops because I'm not as familiar with them, um, that variety, but the Eldorado hops we're definitely familiar with having used in like homebrew. Six pounds of oh it gosh, in our one yeah. homebrew. It was literally all like just Eldorado. Tons of it. Um, Eldorado. But I like it because it's not overly bitter because it is a hazy IPA. You don't expect a lot of bitterness, but no. it's nice to have a touch of that to balance it's a little bit lighter in body, too. Than this I- is very uh, drinkable. It is drinkable. It almost kind of is like a session New England IPA mm-hmm. or what's the ab? It's actually seven point three percent. Oh, seven point three percent. That's very sessionable. Maybe don't session it, but, <laughs> but you could sessionable and maybe not stout. Brilliant. Um, yeah. Brilliant. So another good another good. Um, this is two for two now from Falling Knife. Um, I'll probably go back to Jarvis Street and see. I think they had another Falling Knife beer there. I think Lars may have had at least three different kinds. Hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely if you're from Minneapolis, that's in your backyard. If you're also listening from Minneapolis, that's very cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but if you're around here, uh, if you're in Greenville particularly, go to Jarvis Street. They've got a few of these Falling Knife beers right now uh, available. They've got uh, four packs, singles. I think mostly Doubles, IPAs. Triples. Yeah, you can, <laughs> if you want just three, sure. Knock yeah, yourself out. Yeah. Just be that guy. Uh, yeah, be that. You can be that guy. You leave the one single. Um, you know yeah. what I'm? You know what I'm not tasting in this beer? Any off flavors? Hmm. 
Can you taste That's any flavors? Um, no, because it's definitely turning me on to it. <laughs> I was gonna go a different way. I was like, what? My, my heart just dropped from me. I was like, Lauren, this is a family podcast. There are children there. There's children. Dad, I want some Azaka hops. <laughs> oh yeah, not really children. Yeah, uh, appropriate. Yeah, I think we can. Yeah, we can kind of. We can sleep at night knowing that no children are here. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Or there shouldn't be. I um, will say, as far as family goes, we do not click the explicit button when we publish it. <laughs> good, clean beer content. Yeah. Yes, no cursing. Yeah. I'll you son of a... Biscuit eater! <laughs> like it. Yeah, so, off flavors. Yeah, what are we talking about when we talk about off flavors and beer? I mean, it's... Yeah. Is it just, you know, oh, I don't like how this tastes? Or is it, you know, fundamentally is something... Off. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's a multifaceted question. Oh, it is. Tell yes. Us. Because <laughs> if I taste a flavor that I'm not in tune to, it does turn me off, but it may not actually be an off flavor. For example, a Hefeweizen. <laughs> the banana <laughs> flavor banana. <laughs> turns me off, but it's not an off flavor. Yes. Right. Yes. It's Unintended. It's bits. just a, that's a yeah matter of like your taste, your personal yeah. preference. Yeah, good good point. It's a good yeah. distinction to make when you're drinking a beer and you're having discussions mm-hmm. about flavors and what's good, what's bad, and that comes down to preference versus what is you know, fundamentally yeah. what's uh, what's supposed to be in the beer. Hey, what's in the beer? Yeah, so I guess you could say that an off flavor is something that's off or a flavor that's not intentionally. Put into the beer. Or flavor that's not owned. It's not owned. I don't think <laughs> a lot of you understood what you just said there. She said on for everyone. Own. <laughs> oof. Own. Talk about oof flavors. Oof, oof if, flavors. Oof. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's like, and how did that flavor get in the beer? Because mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be there. There's a couple ways that can happen. I mean, it can happen through the brewing process. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe you boiled it too aggressively. Maybe you didn't boil it enough. Maybe you fermented it at too high of a temperature. Or maybe you didn't sanitize it very well and it got <laughs> contaminated. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, so usually off flavors are from contamination or from the brewing process. Mm-hmm. And interestingly, I mean, with contamination, you can think of it as both... Uh, like biological contaminants and also just other sources of uh, other like states of matter like light and oxygen can mm-hmm. also contaminate it in that sense where it's true that's not yeah I guess I wouldn't think of it that way yeah it like technically you're uh, you're you're it's not part of your spoiling process. the yeah the 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 process of the beer by allowing these sources of it's chemical reactions yeah. to occur that's that's what it really comes down. It comes down to the chemical reactions that take place, and they emit these flavors. Yes, which are just um, chemicals. Chemicals. Chemical. You think about we're it. all just chemicals. We're all just chemicals here. That's and that's one thing that's very interesting is you, when you're talking about uh, off flavors, it's like, what's an acceptable level of detection or what's an acceptable level within the beer? Because a lot mm-hmm. of off flavors are in every beer that we have, uh, but they might not just be at a strong enough concentration that we can hear. So you might see some things, if you're reading about this, that'll say, uh, the detectable threshold is 
this many nanograms per you know milliliter or liter and that's just really the concentration that you can detect it because what is your you know your mouth and your nose are just basically chemical receptors that tell your brain something smells or tastes so if it's there too much you're gonna taste it or you're gonna smell it mm-hmm. so what are some common off flavors we got there did you find some star sand lauren Katja. <sighs> Well, discussing this really just made me remember that we're running low on star sand. (laughs) Star sand is an acid-based, what am I, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, Sterilizing solution? Sanitizer, that's what I was looking for. Sanitizer, yeah. Sanitizer. Acid sanitizer for surface sanitation. Mm -hmm. Home brewer's best friend. Food safe. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, just, not just for brewers, but. Yeah, you can do it for restaurants and stuff yeah and and then that can i mean we can go right i mean that's kind of one yeah. right there just with a beer that's brewed with you know equipment Bacterial or infections. Uh, yeah you're letting bacteria in because your equipment and your um tools and everything are not sanitized yeah so, so. much much like you you don't want your beer to become infected with bacteria or unintended yeast which, I mean, if you got a beer, say you have a uh, lager, you don't want it to be tasting like barnyard. So you don't yeah. want to get a Britannomyces infection, which is something that, uh, you know, a lot of breweries that do like wild fermentations or they do um, spontaneous fermentations. Sometimes they can get infections through their vessels to other areas. So they have to be very careful about. Huh spreading that because usually those ones once they're in there they're hard to get out but you can also have bacteria that get in there that cause off flavor so in our episode about draft line maintenance and things that's a a big thing for if you get an off flavor that's from a draft beer it's probably that the draft line is infected not the actual beer itself which the beer it could be but for commercially brewed beer they're usually pretty good about sanitizing everything yeah, but that can lead to a variety of different flavors that you get. Yeah, so and you were going back to like talking just in a general overview of you know what can contribute to a, an off flavor being produced, and yeast is definitely a big part of that because as you also mentioned, there's some degree of reaction going on with the yeast during fermentation, and there are flavors that are or, or compounds that are emitted naturally. They're produced, but it's when there's an, an excess or an abundance of that output and there's now a noticeable flavor that's not supposed to be there. And so yeast is, yeast is such a fickle part of the brewing process. You don't want to have you know, a situation where you're brewing a beer and you know, you, the amount of yeast that you, you've pitched is wrong. Or obviously you don't, want, you don't want to use the wrong kind of yeast in general. I mean, you're going to have all kinds of weird reactions. And yeah, because then you won't have appropriate fermentation that you want. And Right. So if you remember back for our draft line maintenance one, we talked about some of the off flavors and contamination from beer lines. And usually, if you're getting a beer and it has that infected kind of flavor, and things we're talking about with that are, you know, diacetyl, which makes a, like a buttery popcorn flavor, which we've experienced before from a draft line where we've been like, wow, this tastes like, butter or like butterscotch and we were like oh wait diacetyl that's right mm-hmm. which i like i like butter and i like popcorn but not when i'm beer. expecting beer yeah. yeah but some beer a little bit of that's acceptable 
but that usually, yeah, is an infection in the draft line. Not really the, the beer, because commercial breweries are pretty good about uh, sanitizing and cleaning everything. So usually, if you're thinking about that, it might be the beer port. So if you taste a beer that has that kind of a flavor and it's from a draft line, maybe try it again, but not there. <laughs> At a different place. And also, just by a general rule, I think if you're having like a light lager or any kind of lager and you're getting that buttery flavor... Probably not supposed to be there. Yeah. If it's in an ale of some sort, it, there's a chance to some degree that you can you can pass off a little bit of that mm-hmm. nice little flavor, but should never really be in a lager. Yeah, especially based if on the yeast use. Yeah, and, and a beer category that you're looking for like clean flavors, you're, you don't want any of that in there. And yeah. fruity, I mean, the same goes for fruity flavors too. You don't want that in a pilsner or a lager. But yeah, so. That kind of infection, then there's also wild yeast infections like Britannomyces can get in there. It's just floating around in the air, so if you don't seal your stuff off appropriately, or they can do it intentionally, like if you use a cool ship for fermentation in order to get that, it just opens the air and just let everything waft waft on in. So that's some bacterial or Mm. microbial infections. What other kind of contamination are we talking about, Lauren? So, like, light-struck? Yes, uh, light-struck flavors in beer. So, what is that like? So, if we think about some of the bottles that... So, when we homebrew, we use actually brown bottles. Yeah. Right, to kind of prevent some of that. Light. So, like, the skunky Mm. flavor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so if you're talking about a beer being skunked, Mm -hmm. you're talking about light-struck flavors, Mm -hmm. right? And... I remember in college, did you did you guys always say like, oh, if, if you, the beer's cold and then you warm it up and then you cool it back down again, it's going to get skunked? Oh, I, I just remember being under that impression that you're not supposed to chill, then room temp it, and, and then, then chill, chill it again. again. I didn't know if I was thinking that skunked. I just was like, yeah. oh, it's going to ruin the beer. Well, that's what we had. People, I had people that said, oh, it's going to get skunked if you do that. And then turns out that has really no effect <laughs> unless it's like extreme temperatures. But skunked is, yeah. Light struck, UV rays, hitting that beer, performing some uh, chemical reactions and creating some compounds that you do not want. Or captain. Or yeah. captain. Straight up just a, a chemical that skunks spray. Um, which is really interesting that it's actually... Because you think of a lot of things being sort of like euphemisms or metaphors, but it's, in this case, like a very near comparison to... Like, when you say skunky, it's like, well, it's just like what skunks yeah. use as a defense mechanism. Um, it's pretty smell. It's very potent. It's very recognizable. Mm-hmm. And, Lauren, you were right on the mark when you said clear or green bottles. So, the common light-struck beers, mm. Heineken, Corona. But that's become, like, the persona of the beer, basically, at this point. Like, right. I want to know, what does a non-light-struck Corona taste like? <laughs> I guess you buy it in a can. can? And then oh, yeah, can. Yeah. yeah. Unless, yeah. I've never had a canned Corona. Where do I put my lime? <laughs> it's, I was going to say, it's so much harder to put the lime in the can. Lime in the yeah. can. Yeah. Like, you're in like, up. <laughs> if you're, like, on a beach or, like, you know, in, in Mexico and you're, like, getting a, you know, a Corona, Pacifico, Tecate, yeah. it's, like, they give you the lime wedge, but you have to, like, really push it. Jam it on in there. Yeah. I don't think I've ever had a canned Corona. Mm. They have a lot of canned Coronas. I saw them at the store today. Yeah. 
We also, should do that sometime. Just yeah. do a side by side tasting, a bottle. Of You've had a canned Heineken. A can. Remember my um, zero call? Yeah, but that was a zero percent alcohol <laughs> one. Yeah, when you tricked us way back in episode whatever. We were fooled. Yeah, that was great. We were bamboozled. Yeah, but yeah light struck. And actually, one thing I was reading, you know, or learning when we were studying for the Cicerone's uh, beer server thing is that that happens so quickly. Apparently, like if you're sitting out on a sunny patio and your beer's out there in like seconds it can start to have this oh, chemical yeah. reaction happening and you your beer can get skunky if you like sit out with it in the sun too long so but by that logic though um what about pint glasses that are clear well Do you i have mean, the same i mean you would have the, the same reaction yeah but if you're not in direct sunlight it probably wouldn't be as fast and plus, it's happening, but it's probably not happened all the way that you're having so much of a detectable level that it's explodingly in yeah. your face, right? I can't think of a time when I've been like, oh, this beer got skunky. Well, to our carboys, we keep them in a dark place in our closet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they can ferment in yeah. peace yeah. without any light. Yeah, no I guess it's been a while since I've had uh, a beer out like in sunlight in a glass where it's exposed mm-hmm. 100%. Winter. Uh, generally you're inside uh, but yeah maybe maybe that'll be another interesting way I think that'd be an interesting idea is to kind of see if we can replicate these or how quickly it can happen I think that'd be all right next time we go nice to local oak we're gonna buy two glasses of the same beer we're gonna let one sit out on the picnic table and we're gonna consume <laughs> we're gonna skunk it. our picnic. first hey, one and then <laughs> <laughs> evaluate the other beer once it has time to just sit out in the sun yeah well see if it's i think another thing it's hard to tell is because when it i feel like i attribute the change in flavor a lot to the beer warming up Mm -hmm. you know i'm like oh this beer's warm it's not as good but so put it in a bucket full ice that's also clear (laughs) or we could just let them both be at the same temperature and cover one up yeah from the sun hmm no. We need to have a good control group. Then here. I'd have two warm beers. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, 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 dibs on the cold indoor beer. One. Yeah, the cold indoor beer. Thanks. We'll get ten beers and we'll measure each one at one minute pass interval. Ooh, can this be? Ooh, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, <laughs> it's like a game. This is like science. <laughs> By the tenth one, you're like, oh, this one's definitely skunked. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not not a big fan of that flavor, but I think that's why a lot of those beers are consumed with a lime. It's sort of a, a mechanism to reduce that skunkiness by yeah. masking it with some citrus Adding flavor. Some flavor on yeah. top. Mm, see, it's not so bad. Just put yeah, lime it's good. in it. Yeah. If it tastes bad, just put some lime in it. Yeah, just put some lime in it. It's a her, rule of thumb. Her joke, have a lime. <laughs> wow. Burn. <laughs> I guess I guess they for calling you Yogi Bear when he said picnic. Hey, boo boo, let's oh, get a picnic basket. Right. <laughs> a lot of noisy vehicles on the road. Yeah, so we're talking about um, other processes that can contribute. Light, obviously, is a mm-hmm. is a big one. Oxygen also. Yeah. Gets right in there, and it really um, it's going to distort that flavor. It can go all the way from the process of fermentation to the bottling to the kegging. Mm-hmm. Everything in between, um, you've got to be really conscientious about reducing or limiting, if possible, any oxygen getting into the beer um, and causing that off flavor, which is wet paper, wet cardboard, 
Like yeah, it's kind of like musty. Yeah, it's just got sort of a, an old stale taste to it. Yeah, yeah, so. stale is a good one to say because um, that really. Yeah, and, and pretty much oxygen is the enemy of beer, except in the very beginning when you have your wort, you want to really aerate it so that way the yeast have something to eat. But when fermentation is done, you do not want oxidation in there. You don't want to get rusty beer. You know, one of the, your the, home brewing song. Yeah. The one of the first instances I recall when we were learning when I was learning more about um, beer handling during a brewing process was. Uh, it might have been the first homebrew, or it may have been the first homebrew you did with the keg, and we were transferring mm. the uh, carboy into the keg after it fermented, and you made a note to to ha- have me make sure that we were siphoning it like along the side of the keg, the inside, so that it wouldn't splash and create a lot of excess oxygen. Um, and I hadn't really thought of that. Like that can be enough to really set it off. oxidize that beer and, and create some unwanted flavors. Oh yeah, um, and I mean when you talk about like uh, definitely commercial breweries are going to be doing sealed transfers. Like mm-hmm. anytime it's going to be going through there. But even a lot of home brewers have equipment to do pressurized transfers where they hook mm-hmm. two lines up, purge lines with CO two, and then push the beer out with CO two into their final vessel so it never gets exposed. Not which is not on my level yet. <laughs> A little more equipment involved. But, yeah, um, exactly. And a few more brews under my belt probably before that. Yeah, and I'm sure we've all had a beer that just was a little bit, you know, stale, old tasting. Um, and sometimes it may just be, you know, a, a beer is old and just is, you know, aged to the point where some of those flavors are mm-hmm. starting to deteriorate or break down. But it's more of a distinct, I think the wet cardboard or wet paper seems weird because you never really eat those or chew on those things but um, yeah, like, it's hmm, some wet cardboard yeah it just because cardboard i think when i think of it it just has like a just a really dry old like kind of musty smell mm-hmm. um and i imagine it tastes the same yeah exactly <laughs> i'm not gonna test it out but yeah not gonna <laughs> give that a trial run yeah so avoid oxygen except for in the very beginning when you're yeah. trying to give your uh yeast something to uh to eat while it creates the alcohol. Yeah. What other off flavors are we looking at? I mean, there's some, so we mentioned acetal, which is that butter, and then there's acetaldehyde, which is a product of the brewing process. I, usually it's like an unfinished kind of fermentation. Usually it's got like a green apple kind of a flavor described. And I don't know mm. if I've really ever picked this up on a beer before where I've been like, hmm, this is really green apple Yeah. Have y'all? No. Y'all? Because that's kind of like, to me, a bit like tart or bitter, I guess, in a way, like green apple. Mm -hmm. Um, It just seems that, you know, that that would be, if I'm not drinking a cider, I don't want any kind of apple flavor in my beer. Um, There have been times where I've had maybe some like Pilsner's or lagers that maybe have a bit of like a crisp apple flavor but it's mm-hmm. not like a sour tart apple it's more just like a fresh juicy maybe like a like a golden delicious apple yeah something like that one and that is probably acceptable in some cases but um you're definitely wanting to avoid anything where you know the yeast is not converting that um chemical into the ethanol creating mm-hmm. the alcohol because then you're for one i mean the alcohol content's probably not right and it just needs more time to condition so yeah um so maybe that, that one is interesting to me because it's almost like if you detect that, it may not mean the entire 
brew is gone or it's not a wash, you might be able to salvage it with more time to condition and let those let the yeast convert those chemicals into yeah. to ethanol. Alcohol. Let it mellow out with time. That's why I feel like some of our homebrews, you know, a little extra time in there just chills them out a little bit. Yeah, that black IPA was a prime example of that one. Yeah, needed just some time to chill on its own for a little bit. Lauren's shaking her head, making a weird face. Still wasn't her favorite. I mean, still wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. But then other flavors, I mean we've got hydrogen sulfide, which you you're you know you're probably uh, familiar with. And rotten eggs. You never want that in beer. I'm oh, not, that's not more of a too smell. familiar with it, but yeah. yeah. Never had like smelled like sulfur water or anything. At your parents' house. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. I'm familiar with it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that sulfur smell. And then there's uh, you know, dimethyl sulfate, mm-hmm. which is the old cream corn, which I can't really think I've or dimethyl sulfide, sorry. Cream corn, which I don't know if I'm really have had that in a beer. Maybe one time I can I don't know, it's just such a very specific flavor. I feel like I need uh-huh. to eat some cream corn and then yeah. drink a bunch of beers. But Well, because there's some like lagers, I think, that have sort of a corn mm-hmm. flavor from the malt. And that's totally separate from what we're talking about here. And that's, I think, a, a fine line. The cream corn aspect, I think, is an interesting off-flavor note. Um, just because it's so similar to an actual flavor in some lighter lagers uh so you just have to be be careful not to confuse the two and, and assume that any any budweiser you drink has uh yeah got dms in this beer's bad tastes like corn well, no. <laughs> i've drank 36 of these beers and they all taste like dms oh man but yeah then there's i mean a whole host of other flavors you know I described one beer as cheesy on the podcast, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and that's an off flavor, you know, and I just want to know that in the, in the show notes, Lauren, <laughs> Lauren wrote for cheesy, the descriptor, how Joe smells, <laughs> you know, I, I try to shower regularly, you know, at least monthly. Yeah. Apparently that's not good enough. Yeah. Apparently I need to shower more. Apparently you, know, you also need to use more water <laughs> and soap. <laughs> and deodorant. And speaking of soap, that's another um, off flavor, that kind of soapy flavor. I think we had that one time, and I wasn't sure what was the cause of it. And I, it's just sort of um, because to me, it's like soapy can also have like a perfumey essence to it. Um, It Mm -hmm. just has like, um, you think about like dish detergent or something like that, where it's just kind of. Your mom washes your mouth out with soap if you you know you're speaking a a curse word, but like. In this case, it's kind of like... <laughs> yeah, vivid memories uh, of that one. Yeah. I think it only happened like once. you seen that? Oh, that's like, a very like... Like dial case. hand soap. Like the liquid? Yeah. <laughs> Pumping it in there? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. The liquid? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it only happened like once. Yeah. My mom just tried to use bleach. <laughs> oh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't taste it. Take a shot of this bleach. <laughs> Don't say that word again. Go drink bleach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Interesting with that is that it's like chemically you're getting close to making soap because the reaction like with with that when you're like fermenting and the the tube is in the primary fermenter for too long, that breakdown then, you know, it's like some of those like fatty glycerins and yeah they're starting to Ooh. now create something similar to the makeup of of soap and so 
if you're going to do that, use a secondary fermenter. Yeah. If you're planning yeah. to um, extend the fermentation life of your Secondary wort. fermentation. Right That's what this is all master. coming full circle now. Yes, it is. You know, also when you said soapy, I thought you were going to refer back to my first homebrew when I had it in the, had the wort in the sink trying to cool it as fast as possible and I accidentally knocked the bottle <laughs> of Dawn into it and just was like, well, that's not good. And then took it out and rinsed it off. The beer still turned out okay. I mean. Didn't taste soapy. Didn't taste too bad. The first one? The very first one. It was a Kolsch. Honey Kolsch. Honey Kolsch, yeah. Honey Kolsch. Yeah. Yep, dropped it in. I was like, oh, may have just ruined it, but it still came out. And then there's, you know, other less desirable flavors like butyric acid, mm. which is described as baby vomit. Yum. Oh, yeah, by the way, we got a lot of this information uh, from kegerator.com's their Learn series. They have a, a great article on 18 common off flavors in beer. Uh, great resource, so check it out. Because we, in fact, do not have babies to know what baby vomit mm. smells like nor tastes like. Yeah, that's what I want to know. It's like tasting it. It's like one of those instances where you're like holding the baby up and you're like, oh, and then oh. it you know, barfs in your face oh. and gets in your oh, mouth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I feel That's like maybe you can right. smell spit up a little bit. Yeah. It's a little acidic, you know, so it's... I, I think. Yeah, there's yeah. a distinct smell for spit up. You know, there's been one beverage that I've had that, that I just was like, this tastes like vomit, or like, or what vomit smells like, and it was a woodchuck cider at some uh, random bar in college. I was like, this literally tastes like vomit, like it's huh. not good, and that's the only time. So I wonder if that, that had a bacterial infection causing that. But other things, caddy is another off flavor. Meow. Meow. And that's referring to like cat pee. <laughs> it's a polite way of saying it smells like animal urine. Which uh, the enzymes in cat pee are so, it creates such a potent smell and such yeah. a, it's a, you don't want that. You can't get it out. It's just gone. It's, I don't want to drink that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of off flavors in beer. Are there any others that you want to talk about, Lauren? None that come to mind. No. But really, so, I mean, you have all those things, and what's the way to detect them is to just, one, be aware of them, and as you're tasting your beer, see if you can be mindful and think of any of these. I mean, like, the biggest light bulb moment, I, I feel like I talked about it plenty of times, is, like, when we tasted that diacetyl, it was, like, this is a prime example of what this is like. Yeah. And once you have those experiences, you can do that. So, you can either create the conditions, kind of like we were joking about before with the Lightstrip beer, but you can try to like recreate those or you can even order kits online that help you taste these off flavors. Like it's concentrated things. And even for, I mean, some beer tasting courses, they'll do like, they'll blind it and they'll put like a couple drops, like at the detectable limit and then give two beers and be like, which one is the right beer or which one is off, mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy. I feel That's like. fun. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a good test. Yeah. Help prepare you for Cicerone yeah. examinations. Certify Cicerone. The Chicharone. Chicharone. The road to Chicharone. Well, here's another kind of practice time. Because are you ready for Elsie's Pick of the Week? Elsie's Pick of the Week. <laughs> Coming at you in a um, concealed koozie canned. Concealed carry koozie. <laughs> Lauren's yes. got our concealed carry permit. I do. For I beer. do. For, For beer. beer. Assume your position. Okay, I'm assuming position. Here's oh, this. that beautiful beer footage. 
roll that beautiful gear footage. Oh wow, that's not, that sounds really good from here. It does. Okay. Nicholas? Oh, there's me. I feel mm -hmm. like it always sounds so much better when your eyes are closed. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It smells kind of familiar. Does it? I don't think either of you have had this, but... Are you sure? Are you getting, like, citrusy? If your untaps are up to date. I don't, I don't think so, but... Yeah, there's a sharp bit of, like, citrusy... Um, citrus acidity, I guess, on the nose. But also... Like, almost more specifically, it's sort of like a tangerine, like an orange. It's something getting, like, orange... Like, a very specific, like, smell of if you took an orange peel and then, like, expressed the oil. Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> very specifically. Well, yeah, but, I mean, when you're making an old-fashioned, you're yeah, expressing you're... those oils and... But that's what I'm, like, getting, like, straight up, like, a bit of that orange peel. Even almost some, like, the pithy kind of a... It smells good, though. It smells yeah. refreshing. It almost smells like a less sweet, like, orange soda. Who loves orange soda? I do like good orange soda, by the way. Keenan and Kale! I was gonna say, Is it Keenan Kale? Kale likes orange soda. I was like, Keenan and then... Hmm. I'm Keenan curious how this is gonna taste. I'm not, because I just tasted it. Mm. Ooh, it's very orangey. Oh. Super light body. Uh like very thin a little bit of stone fruit sliding on in very citrusy though light body yeah not too bitter slight bit of bitterness but not really not a lot is it slightly drying or is that just me i haven't had water in a while slightly drying i wouldn't say like overly drying where it's causing me to feel that parched sensation a decent amount of carbonation but again it's just very light thin body with just a touch of carbonation that's sort of allowing the flavors to bubble across my taste buds. I've opened my eyes and I see now Lauren making really weird faces right now so I feel like we're very far from the mark based on her faces. Are we? I don't know. Well we know these are clean glasses they're not gonna produce. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, just we look not at stain from another look at beer. It, yeah, the beer in the glass is slightly hazy. It's a pale orange color, very pale. What, what color would you say it is? Probably should say a little more to look at the appearance. Yellow. It's very yellow, very pale. Yellow. It's like the orange soda. Like if you mix it with water, we pour that in. Here. Orange soda. Any yes. left? We can. I don't think so. This is a small boy. A small boy. That's always a small boy. Short boy sounded weird. <laughs> hmm. well, I finished mine, so I'm down to just the... It's like a IPA, but that? very very chill. Okay. So IPA, sure. You've hinted that there may be fruit involved. So let me just talk a little bit about this. So this is Sweetwater's Better Days. Kind of, sort of IPA with super fruit. Kind of, sort of IPA? That kind of makes so, sense. <laughs> it's kinda... Well, I read the can. 
And it's like, keep your glass full and your head high as you're sipping on this easy drinking IPA laced with notes of tropical fruits. Mm. We're raising a glass with you thinking about better days behind and better days ahead. Either way, we know you're in a better place right here, right now, with this summer in a can in hand and an F2020 finger in the air. And I was like, huh, can condition for fresher date. Check the be- best if you eat, eaten by, what's a B-I-E-B date? Best of enjoyed by. Okay, well, best of enjoyed by date on the bottom of your can. So then I went to look at the bottom of the can. Guess what, guys? This should have been enjoyed um, November 14th, 2021. What? You just bought that today, didn't you? I know, I did. Oh, no. So any off flavors? (laughs) Do you you taste any off flavors, guys? See, this is why you should have went to Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. They were closed. It said you purchased this at the Harry Tea. Yeah. Also known as Harris Teeter for for other people, but wow, that's so, so that's interesting, right? So that beer. I just bought this today. So it expired what four months ago? Yeah. Well, it didn't really expire. It's just well, so the tropical fruit, the the flavor makes sense. The I think the light body, the thinness of it makes sense for it being kind of sort of light light beer. <laughs> yeah. A little bit drying too. I guess the bitterness drying from like the, the hops. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But overall, for being several months, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I it is very summery for sure. Yeah, summery. See it on a beach. I kind of want to take it back to Harris Teeter and be like, "Do you see this? You should not be selling this." Yeah. This is twenty twenty two. You should contact Sweetwater and be like, "Yo, Sweetwater, what up?" They're selling that beer. Sweetwater Brewing, if you're listening. <laughs> um, today on the 7th day of March of 2022, I purchased a uh, six-pack of Better Days kind of sort of IPA from the Harris Teeter, located in Greenville, North Carolina. <laughs> and the best of enjoyed by date was November 14th, 2021. No, brewers actually do like that because then they know their distribution networks are goofing up because they should be pulling that off the shelf, man. Please check your distribution. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I don't want to put that as any indictment on Speedwater. I had a great time there when we went to... Oh, uh, yeah. And they really good there. Yeah. Yeah, we were just there. Yeah, yeah. old Speedwater. I've so, been there. Uh, have your people contact Harris Tears people. And have yeah. them contact my people, too. You so know I can get an updated six-pack. Tell them to distribute to Lars at Charshoe Bottle, Bottle, Bottle Shop. They know how to take care of beer. They do. You know, I think I have a sense of theme here. Lauren serving us past its prime beer. She's trying to kill us. I really did. I did not even try to get this from the back <laughs> of the fridge this time. I bought this at the store today. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you did. She has a tendency to get old beers just like I have a tendency to always order a beer that's no longer available on the draft, <laughs> yeah. the draft menu. Yes, yeah, so I'd like to order this. Oh, I just uh, kidding. No. <laughs> oh, we're actually kidding. out of that one. Yeah. Would you want? Oh, that one? That kicked as well. No, nothing was ever bad as that one place that I won't name that we ordered beer. We tried to order beer four times and the the girl kept coming oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that one kicked. And then we we're to the point where we're like, well, just what do you have? Like, you have 12 beers on tap and we tried to order six of them and you don't have any of them. Gosh. Well, they didn't brew their own stuff, correct? No, they were just like a no. tap room, but yeah, it was... Yeah. Yeah. Haven't been back since. Nope. One done. I mean, I haven't. But I haven't, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, I guess that kind of wraps us up. What'd you guys learn today? I I have 
a tendency to serve expired beer. <laughs> yep. They did. I mean, we learned that the hard way. We always learn it the hard way. Actually, you tried that too. Did you think yeah. it was bad? It was bad. I, I don't know what it's supposed to taste like. It kind of like on the mouthfeel. No, I don't have anything. I don't think it tasted bad. I think it maybe just wasn't as... Like, the beer's kind of like that with those volatile hop flavors. They're usually better early because the flavor kind of dissipates over time. So they say drink fresh, but... You learn it. You know, I guess I learned a little bit about uh, wild yeast infections. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <No>. All right. <laughs> not, even, not even trying to be... I'm not even trying to be cheeky. Um, Diflucan. But, uh, you know, could you mention something about just, uh, you know, with like Britannomyces in particular, I mean, how um, easy it is for that to contaminate, you know, other beers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a little bit of Brett can be nice, but uh can also be invasive. Well, yeah, a lot of Brett. Not nice. <laughs> not nice. Yeah, Brett. Yeah, Brett. Come on, Brett. <laughs> not naming any names, Brett. Can't really do that for Saccharomyces though, because you'd be like, "Yes, Sack." <laughs> the Sack, Sack. How about you, Joe? Have you learned anything today? I'm learning that I'm cheesy. <laughs> I'm living it easy. Life is cheesy. Yeah. Just like Measy. Wearing some Yeezys. Cause I'm an easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. Or cheesy. Yeah, you just evidenced how cheesy you are. Well, it's not me. You're it's stuck me. with that cheese, Lauren. Maybe Gosh, it's don't remind me. You married that cheese. You did. I did. Is the got him? Is the juice worth the cheese? <laughs> oh God! Is the what? <laughs> is the juice worth the squeeze? But it's yeah. Is the juice worth the cheese? I've never heard of that. Well, it's an expression. It's, it's, it's a joke. Off. The is it like? Is the outcome worth the like effort to yeah. get? TBD. It? Is the juice uh, worth TBD. the squeeze? So it's like is is the Joe worth the cheese? Is the Joe yeah. worth the? This weekend will be Bro. one month. Oh, wow. That one's wow. fast. Well, what'd you get me for a one-month anniversary? Yeah. I'm going to buy you some star sand. Wow. Oh, <laughs> sweet. You're welcome. Sorry, I bought you some rechargeable AA batteries for the podcast <laughs> microphone. The couple that brews together and sanitizes together stays together. Yes. Oh, is that is And that records podcasts together. And records oh. podcasts together. Oh, this was my last episode, guys. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Nice. Jeez. Well, uh-huh. on that note... <laughs> Uh, check us out on Instagram at East Carolina Beer. Check us out on Twitter at East Beer. You know, find us on Facebook. Find our website, EastCarolinaBeer.com. And if you feel so inclined, send us an email at EastCarolinaBeer.gmail.com. If you want to send us some free beer, well, free for us. I don't know if you paid for it, but if you want to send it to us, uh, hit us up on any one of those variety of communication platforms. Other than that, thanks for tuning in. Secondary Termination Podcast. We're going to make this beer line here in Brewing. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.